0: The views, information or opinions expressed during the journey podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and does not represent Wise Words Imaging or any other company. Wise Words Imaging is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy. Any of the information contained in the podcast series is available from the respective owner. Enjoy the show.
1: he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall, while some say that he's on a journey. It's the journey. And here's your host, David Hackett.
0: journey today is a man who came to America from his native country and he only had like I think it was from my research and I've got no notes in front of me $20 in his pocket and he's here today successful he's in America successful and he's going to tell us why he's successful welcome to Virginia. And that's a good cup, actually. (laughs) Ash, welcome to the journey.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for, for inviting me, David. Really appreciate you, my friend.
0: Thank you. Now, my first question is, you're obviously not American, as people can tell and see. You came from India with only $20 in your pocket. Is that all you had at the time?
1: That's all I had at the time.
0: And you came to America with that in your pocket. And what was your first thoughts of when you came to America with only $20 in your pocket?
1: So, um, you know, it was difficult, right? So it's never, it's not, uh, it was not easy, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, the, you know, we were scared, we didn't know what to do, all those things.
0: <laughs> so this is how I assume it to be because obviously I've come to America myself in the last two years. I came to America with doing anything. You did you have a purpose? Because I had my purpose. My purpose obviously, I met my wife and I immigrated to America to be with her. But what was your purpose of coming to America?
1: So initially, of course, everybody comes to America to build a better life, right? But, uh, you know, my dad had to sell everything to come here. Mm. It was difficult. It was four of us, me, my mom, my dad, my brother, four of us. We came together. And uh, the journey was absolutely beautiful, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. So now... The main purpose, sorry, the, the main purpose was to really build a life you know, and uh, and my main mission was to. I wanted to not just like make it, but actually, you know, thrive in this environment uh, because I uh, because I knew I can. But more importantly, you know, I wanted to make a difference in an after the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So making that difference is that what you've always had inside yourself as a person where you wanted to help people, where you wanted to see people achieve, where you wanted to help people reach their goals.
1: Yeah. So I always wanted to reach, you know, uh, my, I mean, so I always believe David is that you, you cannot, um, you know, um, you cannot help somebody if you are if you haven't been helped by uh, yourself you know so just like uh, when airplane is going down right they say that make sure that you uh, you know you um uh, put the mask on first yeah right yeah i think it's important to learn from that
0: so your success started would you say pretty much straight away or did you build from something and then work on that
1: so it's just like anything else in the david is that when you're looking to climb the success ladder right it's never easy mm. it's hard work it's dedication so like when we came here so my journey started in the airplane so like you know i'll, I'll take you back to the plane ride and this, you'll love this because it it's, it has something to do with heathrow airport so um when we were coming here on september 3rd 1989 when we we had our visas and everything and we were at the airport on september we got to the airport on september 4th at the mumbai international airport and once we got there as you were saying goodbye to our family and and everybody we get into this plane and we had never been in a plane before and it was absolutely beautiful. I was 16, my my brother was 14, and then my, and my mom and dad, you know, and uh, so we get into the plane, it was absolutely gorgeous, and then, you know, we were so excited that both of us, we were fighting, you know, for the window seat, you know, me and my brother, and so um, then, you know, once that settled down, we got into the plane, we were sitting at the Mumbai International Airport, 120 degree weather, hot and muggy, and, and yuck you know it wasn't great so the plane was supposed to take off at nine and didn't take off at 10 o'clock 11 o'clock 12 o'clock one o'clock and plane was still there and finally at 1 plane takes off we get to the Heathrow airport and at the Heathrow airport um we didn't we were so excited because we had never seen anything such a beautiful place before so we were so excited and and, and then I had, my dad was, you know, he walked up to the ticket counter. I needed to go to the restroom. So, you know, I kept on looking for the bathroom because, you know, I didn't know English, right? So what do I know? And I see this door opening and closing and people were so happy coming out of there. And I'm like, it must be a nice place to rest in there because it said restroom on it, right? And I kept on um, passing by the door. Finally, Indian person helps me out. I finished my business. I go back uh, out to my dad when I see my daddy struggling and he's saying something to ticket counter person and he she doesn't get it and she's saying something that he doesn't get and it was a very difficult moment then Indian lady walks up to us she explains to us that we have um what she has been trying to tell us is we have missed our connecting flight so that you know really was it was a, like a, it threw us back right and and thinking that you know what are we going to do now? We can't speak English. We are stuck in the middle of the road. We don't know what to do, right? We don't. We didn't even know how to ask for the vouchers or the tickets or how are we going to make it to the next step. The next step. So we we um, the lady helps us out. You know, get all that, and we also get a, a hotel for the night. So we go to the hotel, and we have never been to a hotel before. So that was also exciting. You know, we come from a, you know, and here here's my dad, and so so we are like okay now what do we do so then i we i said okay no problem you know so then we we were hungry we were like, because plain food was bland you know it's not like indian curry and like you know really nice food it was horrible so we go to the uh, we went to downstairs to the restaurant and you know we are vegetarian so like in you know, 1989 at the london heathrow airport you know being vegetarian there's two, only two words for that is good luck right and know, because, <laughs> so we couldn't find anything. So finally the lady comes over. We didn't even know what we were reading in the menu. So that same lady ironically comes over, helps us out. We get a salad, a spaghetti and a bread roll. So I, I said, you know what? I'm hungry. I have to eat something. I have never had grass before. So I go for the grass, which was salad. So I go for the grass and it was horrible. It was bitter. And then I go for the spaghetti, which was plain noodles. Like literally, Kung Fu Panda's dad, you know, when he when he builds uh, <laughs> yeah. it has those noodles, those kind of noodles, right? The, his chow, what is it called? mein noodles or something? Very very plain. And mm-hmm. then um, I go for the bread roll, and bread roll was actually a soup roll, so we couldn't even bite it or nothing. So we finally uh, decided to we didn't eat that night, and then we got up next morning. We made sure we caught the flight to come to the United States and finally we landed here on September 4th. And that was our starting of the journey. And the reason I'm telling you this is because, David, everybody has those stories. Everybody has those struggles. Everybody wants to make it big. But one thing in is inevitable in every journey is there is a story of struggle and there is a story of success. Yeah. If I, if I could give anything to your your listeners, I would tell them, that you know take heart because the most important thing is a journey
0: yeah and i can understand that totally like i said i came to america two years ago i'd left pretty much everything literally there i came with one suitcase i came with one little and bag you know carry bag right you carry on the plane Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i had nothing except for what I had in that bag. Now I've got clothes, I've got more clothes than it's worth again. But point is, it's just amazing now. You can start off on something small and you can make yourself big. But from the initial thoughts what you just told me, even for you at the beginning was a struggle. And I can understand that totally. So I applaud you on that. Thank you. Thank you. So my next question is, so you was young when you come to America, you had $20 in your pocket, like I said. You was a young boy, and then obviously you got older. What made you start getting into the work you're doing now as a person?
1: So after coming here, David, you know, I ran into financial services in 1994 and I wasn't bad. Initially, I was pathetic. I had to blackmail my dad through my mom to get my first sale. And I was really, really bad. And eventually uh, I became really good. I I was a financial planner. I was managing over $300 million at one point at a bank. And I started my own company after that. Uh, And what led me to this is is that I just wanted to keep doing more and doing better so that I can help other people. My ultimate dream of like, you know, not only helping myself, but also helping other people. And what is the best way to do that? So for me, this is a um, it's been a, a fantastic journey. And for me, you know, it's about making a difference and really helping other people. So, like, I've been fortunate to be a keynote speaker at, you know, several universities and several places, and I've been uh, fortunate to help over 5,000 businesses in the last uh, 12 years, Uh, and I have taken several businesses over a million dollars in revenue, and most importantly, I have uh, been able to, I've received a congressional honor for my work. And I'm very thankful for all those achievements. And so that's what led me to what I'm doing right now. You know, it's a journey that I took on and I embrace the journey.
0: And you're still on that journey, which is commendable as well, because the journey, even though people say you did this, you did that, and they think that's the end it's not the end because every day is a journey because you never know what's going to be around that corner as I learned when I was growing up so from I've been reading your website and the commendations of people just applauding you that's another achievement as well because you help so many people and I assume these people were on the verge of in companies case bankruptcy in cases where they were struggling financially where they needed that extra push i my question is does it give you the satisfaction and excitement every day when you hear success stories come on your desk and say thank you thank you thank you thank you because i can imagine that desk is quite full with thank yous (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes there is a lot of thank yous there and yes it, it does it's satisfying for sure right because at the end of the day David you know it is about um it's gratifying for sure is humbling for sure you know but it's definitely not uh in the sense of like ego for for sure mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah you know so I think I think it's important to recognize that okay you know I, and you are I'm I'm humbled that people appreciate the work but i'm more thankful for them you know honestly instead of them being thankful for me i'm more thankful for them for being with me and being on the journey and really letting me help them out in the Mm -hmm. best way i can right um you know and and so that's been and at least my my thoughts on that
0: yeah so um My last question is, if you used to say to someone like myself, because we discussed this before this recording, what advice would you give to someone who is literally at the point where you were in 1989 with nothing, what would you tell them?
1: So I would tell them to have clarity around what they want to accomplish And make sure that they get on a path. Don't be afraid to, you know, take risks and and change the path whenever necessary. But stay the course of ultimately achieving your dream. Don't change. No matter what somebody says, no matter what happens, stay your course. And, And just keep going at your pace. Build your own rules. Build your own way of thinking. You know, uh, uh, you know, wow the society, right? In in a completely different way, but make your mark in 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 your terms, not in somebody else's. Mm.
0: And I did learn that as well when I was first appointed on the radio. When I did a radio show, they said, "Don't be like that person. That's their take on the show. When you do a show, make it your own." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, if anyone wants to. Um, look at what your success is or if they want to get in contact have you got websites have you got Facebook pages any way of contacting you
1: yeah so they can visit my website I have two websites So one is my name ashshukla.com so A S H S H U K L A.com. com or they can go to my business site financialchakras.com so it's okay. financial C-H-A K-R-A-S.com, financialchakras.com. So they can go to either one of the websites. Uh, they can always find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If they just Google my name, Ash Shukla, they'll find me.
0: Okay. Yeah. Ash, it's been amazing. I thank you again. Keep up with the good work because I know there will be more people in the year, more people next year to be helping. But keep up the good work, and thank you for sharing your journey.
1: Thank you so much, David. Really appreciate you, okay? Thank you. you. That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett, produced by Melissa Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon. I'm too sexy for my life.
0: The journey will be interviewing White right Said Fred, one of the UK's most enduring pop exports. Since forming in 1989, brothers Fred and Richard Fairbrass have a list of achievements as songwriters and a band that includes number one hits in 70 countries, including two US number ones, three UK number ones, and a number one in Japan. They were also the first band to reach the number one slot in the US. With a debut single since the Beatles. We'll be talking to Richard and Fred very soon. About their new single. Your inner light is love. Which is a song about light versus darkness. A song of unity. It's a feel good factor optimistic song. About the ability of everyone. Of us to shine a light and give. It is antidote to all the doom and gloom. It is our time to shine. Coming soon to the journey. White Shed Ray.